Welcome to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you to be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Emily Jaminette, and I'm joined for each program in the studio with my friend, Michelle Fanley. We hope this show provides you an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. Hello, Michelle. Hello, Emily. It is so wonderful to be here in studio, and it is a great day and a great theme and topic today. It is. And um, I love this topic because we basically took... Uh, our guest, Mary Lennenberg's two book titles and smashed them together because I think this is about as relatable as we can get. And that is, you know, be brave in the scared and bold in the broken. And um, the two titles just go so perfectly. And how many times are we scared in the broken? Are we absolutely, you know, almost paralyzed by our life? And I, I love Mary's testimony and um, just what she has to say about helping women. Absolutely. I love that reading in the already is talking about being loved, letting yourself be loved by God. And I think that is such a topic that women struggle with. And we see it in many of our conference attendees that they don't know how to allow God to love them. And it is a conscious decision for us to to do that. So I am so excited to talk to Mary about all this. Yes. Well, let me uh, introduce you to our next guest. Mary and Jerry Lennenberg have been married for 33 years and currently reside in Northern Virginia. Mary is a full-time Catholic speaker and author of be Braved in the Scared, which earned in 2020 Excellence in Publishing Award from the Association of the Catholic Publishers. Her second book, Be Bold in the Broken, was published on March 12, 2021. Jerry works in the private industry and teaches and creates curriculum for history and government. And during their marriage, they've had many opportunities to be brave in the scared as they've overcome the loss of a child, rebuilding their marriages after years of overcoming personal challenges and addictions. And they have continued to start a ministry together to help other couples. So welcome, Mary, to Inspired by Faith. Thank you so much for having me, Emily and Michelle. It's a joy to be with you this morning. Well, it's a joy to have you. And I think, you know, this season of summer is oftentimes a new beginning. We might be able to pause and slow down a little bit and and think about our identity and maybe areas that the Lord's calling us to grow closer to Him. So with that in mind, can you share a little bit of your spiritual journey with our audience and, you know, how you've come to this newness, this new place in your life? Well, um, through a lot of pain, agony, tears, <laughs> um, I we have faced a lot. I faced a lot in the 33 years that I've been married, and I um, I decided after we experienced the loss of our second child, our daughter Courtney, now almost eight years ago, uh, she was uh, born perfectly fine and then began having a seizure disorder. And, and caring for her over the course of her 22 years, the side of heaven, really changed our family. It, um, it broke us open in so many ways, learning how to truly love another without boundary, without um, concession of any kind, just to, to pour ourselves into caring for her so that she would have the best life she could have. Uh, she was profoundly disabled. Um, she spent her life in a wheelchair. She was blind. She never spoke. And so it wasn't the journey of parenthood 
uh, that I thought I would have. I thought I would have, you know, my son Jonathan, my daughter Courtney, uh, uniforms, uh, beautiful, well-behaved children, a great marriage, and we would just, you know, plot our way to heaven. And that's just not what happened. It was basically uh, an inferno, um, and we had to climb out of the pits of hell. What happens is when you have crisis that enters your life, it opens up all the things that are um, not right, that, that the Lord needs to heal. But, you know, whatever we bring forth to the light doesn't go back into the darkness, but you've got to deal with it. And what happened to us was uh, addiction was revealed in our marriage, my husband to pornography, myself to food. We had a lot of emotional ups and downs. We had to figure out how to parent a perfectly typical child and how to care for a severely disabled child. My husband was active duty military for the first 12 years. I mean, it was just it was a lot. It was a lot. And we find ourselves now on the other side of so many things um, because we allowed the Lord to heal. You know, you're talking about summer being this new season. What we had to learn how to do was let go and let God. And I know that's like a t-shirt, right? It's so cliche. But at the same time, it's the truth. And it's the hardest truth we can live out. We have to let go of what um, the, the devil has been whispering into our hearts for years, and we have to allow God to heal those places um, and to receive His love, His mercy deep within our hearts, um, so that that transformation within Him can happen. And here we are, the day after Pentecost, and, you know, talk about a transformation. I mean, here were the Twelve Apostles, a bunch of knuckleheads, who were just, you know, brought together by by the love of the Lord to show us that we too can be transformed through the spirit and we too can be transformed through the sacred and immaculate you know sacred heart of jesus and the immaculate heart of mary and so what we have entered into now my husband and i have come to this place where you know the lord has redeemed and restored our marriage through the beautiful teachings of theology of the body with john paul ii um our son is married and expecting that he and his wife are expecting their first child we never saw that happening our daughter is a saint in heaven and we are um, now um, on this journey to encourage others to reclaim their identity as a child of God, because that's where it all starts from. Well, I love what you wrote in the introduction to Be Bold and the Broken. You said, change was coming, but first I had to realize that God's love isn't something we can earn. It's a gift that must be received. And I couldn't do that until I recognized two basic truths. The first is that we belong to God alone. The second is that we must seek to understand who we are in God's eyes, not in anyone else's, in order to discover who God made us to be. I mean, you could do a whole hour on that, but if you could unpack that just a little bit. Um, well, I didn't know who I was. You know, a lot of people, look, of course, you know who you are, Mary, your wife, your mother. Well, yes, those are some things that I did. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where my voice was. You know, what did, what was my mission? Each of us are so unique and individual. We are made in the image and likeness of God, and we each have a mission here on earth, right? We have a vocation that God has ordained for us and to go forth and to walk ourselves back to heaven as we do this mission. And I didn't know what mine was. I knew that uh, I loved being a wife. I loved being a mother, but I knew that there was more than those duties. And so what I had to do was really take a deep look in the mirror as to who I believed myself to be. Not who God said I was, but who I believed myself to be. And I believed myself to be a bunch of lies. I believed that I was not worthy of His love. I believed that I wasn't smart enough to do what He was asking me and challenging me to do. I believed that I was so wounded. Why would anybody pay attention to what I had to say? 
um, because, you know, I just, I didn't see what he saw. And I went through, uh, gosh, more than two decades of this process of letting go of each one of those lies so that I could enter into who God says I am. I am a daughter of His. He has given me the wisdom and the strength to do what He is asking me to do, which is to encourage women, to mentor women, to walk along beside women who were where I was two decades ago. And He has given me a power of boldness to speak the truth with mercy and with grace. I'm not afraid of your hard things. I'm not afraid of your divorce. I'm not afraid of your addiction. I'm not afraid of your abortion. If you need to talk to somebody about that, I'm your person. Because what I have learned is when we show each other mercy, and when we show each other unconditional love, we are showing each other the face of Christ. And so what I do is I am on a mission to gather all the broken hearts and bring them before the Lord so that He can restore and redeem and rebuild. Mary, one of the things I really enjoy about your writing style is that you crack open your heart and your life. And I'm sure with permission of your family, you, you tell those stories. You, you, you share what it was like, you know, as a teenager, as a child, as a, a young married woman. And, and for a lot of times, you know, social media, it's all about being picture perfect, right? It's all about, you know, putting that big old smile on your face and, and going forward. But I love how you use even your social media to uncrack this, this, uh, these lies and, and help people to awaken to um, understanding that they're creating the image and likeness of God. I think it's really, really a gift. You know, it's so funny. I don't know how to be anybody else but me. And I know that sounds, again, rather cliche, but I don't have time to be anybody else but me. I, I can't remember all of the, the details of a story that I want to have unfold that isn't authentic. And so I guess it's being a woman over the age of 50 that I've just decided this is who I am and this is what God has asked me to do. And if you are along for the journey, God bless, let's go, let's build the kingdom of God. And if it's something that, that tweaks something hard within you, that, that uh, stirs up a negative emotion or stirs up something, then, you know, a block and delete. You can move on. I, I don't. It's funny, a lot of people deal with so many negative conversations online. And I really don't. I don't deal with a lot of that. Um, I'm not asking for that, please, Lord. But um, I just, because I just am me, and I'm flawed, and I'm, I'm working on myself, and I'm, I'm trying to be the best version of myself that God is calling me to be. I'm trying to embrace Our Lady's, uh, the beautiful virtues of Our Lady, to deepen my relationship with, with her son, and it's messy. Life is messy, and the world is messy, and things are brutal right now, and they've been brutal since the cross. So um, I just want to be able to be a light, uh, you know, in the corner of the darkness. I want to be able to be a safe place for people to say, you know, Mary, life is hard, and my life is hard right now, and would you pray for me? And my answer is always, absolutely I will, because we are all broken. All of our lives are messy. Relationships are hard. You know, trying not to eat that third piece of cake at the picnic is really freaking hard, you know, because we want to eat our emotions. We want to control things. And so, or at least I do. I won't speak for anybody else, but that third piece of cake is really, you know, calling me sometimes. And I have to fight hard against the truth of who I am and who God says I am and the whispers that I hear from the enemy that I am not, you know, all that and a bag of chips. I love how you talked about 
growing in holiness that, you know, God has a purpose in our life and we are called to holiness. And no matter, I like how you said, you said that when I looked in a mirror and you're to see your soul and you figure out it's pretty much a dumpster fire that's capable of burning down the whole block. I mean, right. We might see ourselves like I'm a hot mess. Like how can I be a saint, right? How can I grow in holiness? How can I help my family grow in holiness? And, and I thought that was a beautiful message that you shared. Well, you know, we are all a hot dumpster fire, right? And, and the thing is, is that, you know, a lot of people ask me this question, like, how do you grow in holiness, Mary? Well, I give my life to the Lord every single day. That's, that's all I can do. That's all I know how to do. I get up, I say my morning prayer. Sometimes my morning prayer happens at 12.55 and not 5.55, like it should. But I do it, and I get into a conversation with Him, and then I do the next right thing, right? St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, it's one of my favorite quotes of hers, just do the next right thing. That's how we grow in holiness. What I do as I serve my family and serve my community and serve my parish and do what God has asked me to do looks different than what you are being called to do. You know, both both of you, beautiful women, and you're serving your family and serving your community and your diocese and all of this. We All of our lives look different. Where we get into trouble and where that dumpster fire is ignited yet again is when we compare ourselves to one another and we look at another person's life and that the, those seeds of envy and jealousy come in because we think it's, the grass is always greener on the other side. And I'm here to tell you that the dumpster fire is of equal intensity on both sides of the fence, right? And social media sometimes distorts that, which is why I'm very careful about what I take in because I want to take in truth and I want to take in joy, but I also want to take in reality. And so I follow people that give me that, and that helps me to do the next right thing. They encourage me, I encourage them, and we all move toward heaven. And it's, like I said, it's a mudslide of disaster sometimes, but you just got to, you've got to do what Jesus taught us to do on his way to the cross. He fell three times, but every single time he got up and he kept going. And when he was on that cross, he could have gotten down. He is God, but he chose to remain for you and for me. And I want to honor that sacrifice. I want to honor that most profound act of love. Because by doing that, he said, and he tells me that I was worth that. And so every day I want to live like I truly believe that I'm worth that. Wow. Well, you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Emily Jaminette. I'm in studio with Michelle Family, and today we are so blessed to have Mary Lennenberg join us in talking about her book, Be Braved in the Scared, and her other book, Bold in the Broken. Mary, one of the things I was really touched um, as you wrote is bringing things to light, and I think you you highlighted that even in your marriage, you know, bringing it to the light. Why is it we're always so scared or we always think that, you know, we don't want to bring it to the light? And once we do, you know, what's the role of forgiveness? Oh, my gosh. Forgiveness is, has been the theme of my marriage. It's been the theme of my whole adult life. Here's the great secret. God already knows what you did. He already knows the state of your heart. He knows the state of your marriage, the state of your singleness, wherever you are, in whatever season you're in. He already knows. And what happens is Satan gets in there, and he starts, you know, kind of mushing things about and distorting our view. And what we have to do is look at our sin and look at this act of forgiveness with an eternal perspective. God sits and waits for us with mercy, grace, and love. 
His greatest desire is to be in relationship with us and for us to open that door to the confessional, to walk in and to lay it all down because he's already paid the price. And so the role of forgiveness is I want to forgive as I wish to be forgiven. And if I wish to be forgiven of everything, all the muck, all the mire, all the disgusting choices, all the turning my face from God and choosing myself over Him, then I have to be willing to offer my spouse, my son, my daughter-in-law, whomever I've offended, the opportunity to also give me grace and mercy. Because here's the beautiful thing about forgiveness. When we ask for it, that is that is where we, we end our control. I say, will you please forgive me? And I have to be prepared for that individual to say no. Right? I have to let go of all of that. And so it really is a beautiful and vulnerable place to be. It takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes guts. But I'm telling you on the other side of it, there is nothing but beauty and grace and light, and a stronger relationship, both with the individual you've offended, and also with God, who rejoices in that forgiveness. I love how you talked about giving everything to God. And you wrote, when we give our very selves, our children, our marriages, and our work to God, miracles happen, peace abides, and we can be brave and scared. We can survive the very worst that life brings us. And we can do it with joy, because with for with God, all things are possible. Amen. Well, I mean, I've buried a child. You know, I've, I've faced addiction in my marriage. My marriage, the fact that Jerry and I are married proves there is a God. Okay? The fact that we, and the fact that we love each other and, and like to be together, there is a God. We loved our daughter with everything, we, with our very lives for 22 years. And then God said, it's time for her to come back to me. You know, we don't own our children. We don't own our spouses. We don't own our health. All of it is gift from God. And so there comes a time where he says to us, she needs to come home. Did I want to send her home? No. Did I want to let go of my child? Absolutely not. Um, But for Courtney's good and for God's glory, that is how the story ended. And that's just her story here this side of heaven. You know, we now have a saint in heaven who intercedes for us every single day. People ask me all the time, Mary, how can you laugh? How can you be a person of great joy when your child is dead? Because my child's with God. And as a Catholic, that's what I believe we all want. We all want to spend an eternity praising and worshiping our God. And she just got there first. And she's the one that's going to save the rest of us. You know, she's interceding for us before the throne of God every moment of every day to say, yeah, I know Mom just did that, Lord, but can you just maybe a little mercy and grace over there? Ooh, oh, yeah, I see what my brother just did, but can you make, you know, let's sprinkle a little grace there, too. You know, that's the beauty of knowing where she is. She is with him. Now, Mary, when you're struggling, Mary, when you're struggling, like, how do you get to that point, right? Like, how, like, what's the first step for women when you are just in that place? You know, if you can, because you're on the other side now, you're speaking from a place of healing. But when you rewind your heart, you know, like, what's the first step? The first step was, was, to, to grieve and to honor that grief. The first step was, for me, was to, um, I went through a, a period of anger at the Lord, like, you know, you knew this was how it was going to end, and I, I feel like I wasn't prepared, I feel like I was cheated, and you have to talk to Him about that. The key in all of this, when you are struggling, is to not stop talking to God. 
you take all of that anger, you take all of that frustration. And I remember very specifically standing in the back of the church. I couldn't even go close to the tabernacle. I was in the back doors, right by the doors to run away. And I, I was alone, and I, like, yelled at him in my head. And I'm just like, how could you take her? How could you do it? You, t- you gave her to us as gift. How could, you, how could you allow this to happen? You are a good and gracious God. But what I didn't see then was, you know, the trail of mercy and the trail of grace. And in hindsight, I can see it now. But what he kept asking of me was, keep bringing me your anger, keep bringing me your frustration. And the biggest thing was, bring me your loneliness and your isolation. Because there are very few people in this world that understand the pain of losing a child. Not only that, there are a few people in this world that understand the pain of raising a child and caring for a child with severe disabilities. And so there was, there was so much there. And like I said, it's been almost eight years. It's really only in the last year or two that I have my, my perspective is completely shifted. And so, you know, you've got to stay in it, stay in the fight, stay in the fight, allow him to work one memory at a time and flip it and show you the joy. Just to allow him to get in there. Um, it's, it's just like, you know, I had to bring, like I said before, you got to bring it all to the light because what comes to the light cannot go back in the darkness. And the darkness shall never overcome the love of God. It takes time. It takes persistence. It takes perseverance. And it takes relationship. And that's the key, relationship. You're angry. God is a big enough God. He knows you're angry. So bring it to him. Give it to him as gift because he already paid for that anger. He paid for the grief. He paid for the hurt. He paid for all of it when he hung on the cross to tell you that I love you so much. I would go through everything that you're going to go through, but I did it first. He already knows. So give it back to him. Wow. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, I know reading that section when you were about being in the back of the church and giving it all to Jesus, I'm just weeping when I was, was reading that. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for your beautiful witness to our faith. And can you share with our listeners, where can they find you online and um, get your books and learn more about you? Well, my books are sold wherever books are sold. So Amazon, Ave Maria Press, ChristianBooks.com, you can get them. If you'd like a signed copy, you can go to my website over on the right-hand sidebar. There's a way to order that. Um, You can find me at uh, www.marylenneberg.com. Uh, if you want to inquire for speaking, uh, retreats, or any of those things. And I spend most of my social media time on Instagram, at Mary Lenneberg, or you can also find me sometimes on Facebook, but I'm mostly on Instagram, and we have a lot of fun there, so it's a great community. Well, Mary, thank you again for joining us this morning, and just your words are priceless. I think my big takeaway is one memory at a time, right? Bring it to the light oh. and... And, um, you know, never, never lose that hope in your heart. And so thank you. And I look forward to seeing you on Instagram. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. It was such a joy. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful again. I mean, I just, the women we've, and men we've brought on the show, it's just such a great witness to our faith. You're right. And I think about, I started the show saying for women, but it's women and men. A lot of times, these nuggets absolutely are, you know, priceless and, and they're beginning points for conversion. They're beginning points to share with someone else, especially a marriage that's been healed from so much. Um, the world, the world is telling us the opposite, you know, just 
wallow in that pain or stuff it or turn to addiction to numb us. And, and this is just a powerful testimony of, of God's grace. Amen. It was, it was beautiful. I love how she talked about being a light in the darkness because that is going to be our conference theme for 2023. We are light in the darkness and the darkness shall not overcome it. And that is such a powerful theme and witness in our lives right now when you may be feeling that things are so dark and so terrible, but that Jesus Christ is the light and our faith is the answer to all of us. And we have to let our light shine, you know, and a lot of times, as she said, she didn't feel qualified. She didn't feel, you know, prepared or able to speak, but to hear and to see the, the lives that she's already impacted um, it's just one woman, you know, and that's the thing is we love to bring ordinary people, if they're religious or, you know, lay women and men that that have lived this out, that provide us some encouragement, some inspiration for us to just take the next step forward. Yes, absolutely. And it is just so beautiful to see just, yes, like normal every day, you know, you would meet Mary in the grocery store, right? And not know but what she has gone through and we too have to know our story, right? And when always be prepared, right? To say, as Father Larry says, like, know the reason for our hope and know your story because we don't have to know the catechism by heart or the whole Bible by heart, but by telling our witness, our story, and that is hope to others. And that is what brings others to the faith. That's a great action, you know, bringing, uh, learning our story and, and really diving deeper before the Blessed Sacrament, diving deeper in prayer, Lord, what what am I called to share with others? And a lot of these men and women that we meet that share their faith, I mean, it, it began with just wanting to to help one person, and the fruit of that is exponential. Yeah, and I know we've done this a million times. We keep good books with us in our purses, and we get in a conversation with someone and say, "Here, this Jesus must have meant this me to bring this book for you to read." And and passing those little things on, or encouraging people to listen to Saint Gabriel Radio. You know, share, we share this podcast with a friend who you might know be might be struggling. I can't tell you how many times people ha- like hear it on the radio, or I've sent this podcast and said that was just what I needed to hear. Amen. What a great, some great actions going forth. Well, let's close in prayer and really give this all back to the Lord. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, please give us the strength when we are weak, love us when we are forsaken, and give us the courage when we are afraid, wisdom when we feel foolish, and comfort us when we are alone. Give us hope when we feel rejected, and peace when we are in turmoil. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teach me to love those around us and change my heart. Amen. Amen. You are listening to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. To learn more about our program and our work, visit inspirethefaith.com. 